Okay, you ready? Yep, kick off the music. Let's do it. And that was the wrong music. Okay, let's do that again. Boom. We are back, Greg. It's How you doing? Time. Doing great. How about you? I am fantastic. Yes. Do anything good this weekend? I assembled Ikea furniture. Ooh, for what? Basement. Ah, okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. a little, the, uh, the now toddler needs a uh, play area to run around in, so tire her out. Yeah. Excellent. As a little, like, a little track, you just make her run around in circles? Yeah? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if, they, if it comes to that and that works, yeah. Maybe put a little cheese out there and just like have it spin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, she like big red balls. Just make, just you know, put a couple of those out there. I know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Just for reference, the one in Joe's office. Yes, yeah, I guess we should reference that. Yeah, on Hangouts, <laughs> Greg's daughter comes and I have a big red exercise ball in my office, and she she loves to uh, talk about my big red ball in my office. Yeah, she calls it out. She spots it yep. in the background all the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. So how about you? Have any uh been up to anything good? Not this weekend. Uh just kind of hanging out. My son's got a big uh biology midterm tomorrow, so uh his buddies over here and they're studying for that. They're uh they're taking a uh a summer bio. So instead of taking it his entire sophomore year, they're doing a condensed class for five weeks. So it's been he's been in it for two weeks now. And uh, they've covered 10 chapters in, in two weeks. So it's been from 7.30 in the morning to 2.30 in the afternoon. It's just biology. Um, it's been pretty, pretty intense. So uh, they have their midterm, which is basically like, you know, their semester is over. Uh, and uh, they're going over and having a, you know, their final on Monday, tomorrow. So good luck. I did not like biology and I loved chemistry and physics and yeah, my, my son, he's he's not too keen on the biologies. That's why he was like, you know what? I'll suffer through it for five weeks instead of having it for an entire school year. So, sure, sure. Yeah, but it's pretty so cool. You, yeah. So I hear, uh, I hear you went to WWDC. Yeah, I did on Tuesday. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, obviously, I didn't have a ticket. I uh, I did go into Alt WWDC, which is the free conference right next door. But uh, I didn't attend any sessions. The my main goal of going down there was purely just to meet up with people and uh, have my face be seen, so that people didn't totally forget about me, right? So yeah. um, it was successful. I was actually um, I kind of ran into uh, Chuck Joiner from uh, Mac Voices, and uh, he actually interviewed me. So I uh, had a nice oh, interview. Right. We talked about Rapid Weaver and um, how that ecosystem's working. And I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be published, but um, I will definitely be, you know, um, pointing that out on Twitter and Weaver Space and all that jazz about when that uh, interview gets released. So that was fun. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a strange, odd personal life goal. Someday check that out. I've been to I've been to South by Southwest in Austin. Mm-hmm. That was that's an experience. You've never seen so many people everywhere. Uh, yeah, I've never. That, that's actually one of my things. I, I you know it's on my bucket list of things to go to is is South by Southwest. Yeah, a lot of it's a lot of fun. A lot of great music. A lot of good 
food bars. It's a, it's a good time, but you know, right up there, I think I want to check out a WWDC someday. So I'll let you know if I'm ever in your neck of the woods. Yeah. You know, I, I met up with, there's actually quite a few developers that are customers. So I met up with a few of them and chit chatted and, uh, talked about, um, you know, things that they're using Rap Weaver for and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. And, uh, you know, updates to all their apps and, you know, and whatnot. So, um, met up with Dave Hamilton over at Mac observer. Um, he's a nice guy. And, uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then, Oh, and you know, Brian Webster, the developer Pila set pro had lunch with him. It's a great guy. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He makes some good software. Yeah. I had to, uh, I had to give him some shame. I had to shame him to uh, make him uh, ship an update for uh, Plist Edit Pro for 10.14 because it currently crashes. So, um, you know, Plist Edit Pro is kind of like his for fun app and that he does. And uh, so, but I, I wanted to uh, give a little pressure on him. So here's some more pressure on the podcast, Brian, if you are listening. <laughs> all those 5,000, all those 5,000 downloads. If he's one of 5,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exa- yeah. Hey, that's it. Yes. Good to point it out. We have crossed 5,000 downloads, right? Yeah, that's great. Yes. Very cool. We, we should so have this a your chance. This is your chance. Get that music cued. Oh, let, let's, let's see if I pick a right one. Oh, that was a bad one. Oh man. What was that? Hold on. Let me find a different one. Let me find a different one. Let's see. Oh, that's the drum roll. That was wrong. Oh, wow. you're, you're tripping. Oh, that's the joke drum. I got. I got to figure out some. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta memorize this little uh, soundboard so we get better, better music, and I can cue it up whenever I need it. That was just shame on me. Shame on me. Yeah, yeah. Come prepared next time, Joe. Come yeah, prepared. gotta be prepared. Damn it, just slap me. Yeah. So you wanna get down to business? Yeah. So uh, today we're just gonna be talking a little bit about WWDC. Um, sort of kind of what we liked about it and how it affects rapid users and web users and whatnot. We thought we'd, we'd obviously put a spin on that so you guys can know how it will affect you and, um, and all that jazz. So, um, first up, I guess we'll just kind of walk through Mac, iOS, watch OS, TVOS, um, and then some specific stuff for Safari and whatnot to talk about, um, how it's going to affect us. So you, you want to kick off Greg? Yeah, sure. I was going to ask you, what's your, general overall overall impression of wwdc did you think it went well you think it was successful you think i i thought it was great i thought it was great you know it was um a if we notice there were zero hardware announcements it was pure software so the keynote was seriously like i think it was like an hour and 40 minutes of pure software it was it was actually really good i thought you know we got a much more bigger in-depth view of the software that is going to come. And they even gave us some sneak peeks of stuff that's coming in 2019, which they normally never do, right? Um, another thing that I thought was interesting was there were like almost no leaks before WW, right? For for the past few years, Apple kind of was getting leaks all over the place in terms of like we pretty much knew what was coming, you know, within a week or two weeks of the event, right? And really up till the that day, we really didn't know much. Except for, I think Apple purposely leaked like a dark mode for Xcode and stuff like that, right? Um, obviously, that was I think purposely leaked. It was you know video on an Apple server, from what I understand, or what whatever, right? But uh, it was very very tight lipped this year, so I thought that was good. And in terms of the software, I I think it's it was kind of like one of those. 
I, you know, High Sierra was supposed to be like you know, one of the snow leopard, you know, or the snow releases, the S releases, right? And I think we got another one where there weren't a ton of new things coming, right? It was more of 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 a of a, of a refinement release. Um, there's better and re- things were refined. I, th- I think we're going for another refinement release, and um, I'm really happy with that. Not any groundbreaking changes. Um, or new new things that are gonna you know just kill everything off. I thought it was really good. Um, so yeah, all in all, I had thumbs up. I do have both iOS 12 and Mojave installed already on two devices, so um, I'm stoked about both. How about nice. you, Greg? Yeah, yeah. I generally feel the same. My only my only gripe is there wasn't enough focus on the developers. I think it's like the same week, you know, Apple Apple announces like memojis or whatever and microsoft goes out and buys github <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> well <yeah. laughs> you, you kind of got to think that the main wwc keynote is apple's one main event a year where they do a big huge major keynote presentation right so it it i think that keynote isn't for developers while, while it's at a developer conference developers aren't its main target right um the, you know Outside of the whole media thing, there's the State of the Union in at WWDC, which is yep. the developer uh, keynote, right. basically. Right now, I did watch that. I think you said that you're you have that queued up to watch. Um, I do have it queued up to watch. So don't no spoilers. Please. No spoilers. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, well, you can go ahead. It's yeah, <laughs> I, I, I did. I did watch the State of the Union. I thought it was very cool. They they um they didn't talk about emojis at all in the state of the union right it was all you know they focused on a few of the main features and dived a little bit further down into um how that affects developers and what developers need to do um so i thought that was pretty interesting like one example is like the dark um the dark mode something that was really cool is that it's not just purely black right um basically what dark mode does is it analyzes your uh desktop wallpaper and then it gets a color, uh, a main color, and then mixes that color with the dark gray. And then that creates the dark mode color, right? So like they showed side by side, like a, a wallpaper that was more reddish or orange. And then they had them a, like a, one that was more dark. And then they put them side by side. You can see the different colors of the windows because it mixed the colors of your wallpaper with the actual colors of the window. It's pretty cool. And obviously there's all kinds of APIs that developers can use to obviously use those colors, right? Too. So they can, they developers and third-party apps if they have custom views and whatnot can can actually, you know, utilize those colors and those APIs as well. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to dark mode and that whole slew of new window chrome i think yeah i i love the 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 menu bar in dark mode Mm -hmm. it's different than the dark mode current that you know you can have like a dark menu bar now but that's just like a black you know um or you know very dark gray menu bar with white icons the new one is very different and i love it um it's it's really good i have dark mode running on my i have a 2016 macbook pro with touch bar and um and the keyboard and all that jazz no hating i love that laptop for everyone that doesn't sorry i don't know you're crazy i love the laptop sorry um so yeah touch bars great is it groundbreaking no still love the laptop so uh for all you haters out there sorry it's a winner for me (laughs) (laughs) all right so more specific i guess 
What do you yeah. want to talk about first? So uh, Mac OS 10. So obviously we, we talked about dark mode, right? Um, yeah. And dark mode is really cool. Um, obviously not every app that I have installed, because I do have it installed. Um, obviously, if it's using custom views, it doesn't support dark mode yet. But a lot of my apps do, surprisingly. A lot of the apps, just uh, especially the Apple ones, right? All of those just work by default. Um, it was interesting. I was actually perusing some websites. And when I had dark mode installed, some website backgrounds turned black. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I'm not sure if they have no body background color and they're just using the browser's default background color. I'm not sure because those websites also had black text. So <laughs> it totally didn't work. <laughs> um well that's that's a good usability test there yeah yeah uh, i you know obviously this is beta one so i don't i really didn't dig for further into what was going on there um mm-hmm. but uh i i heard some people you know already filing radars to have like a uh css media query for when dark mode is enabled so that maybe based on if dark mode is enabled apple you could serve up different you know content or css styles not content but css styles for the user so mm-hmm. that could be interesting yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting, especially considering that they're locking down Safari even harder yes. with their privacy and content controls. Yes. So, Leiden, why don't you go with it with some of those uh, new controls in Safari? So, yeah the the general the general gist and idea is they're trying to make it harder and harder for websites and companies like Facebook to track users. So, you know, all of our analytics are going to get a little less specific a little more vague so that you know pushing privacy forward so i wonder if you know the example you have with the media query stuff you know it's very common for websites to use css to track people and um using you know browser tricks like that so Mm -hmm. you know even that's just a little bit of information i wonder if they're going to be like no we're not going to do something like that just for you know Mm -hmm. anonymizing people even more Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in how these, you know, how this is going to affect people's share buttons and um, tweet buttons and. Well, Facebook they they explicitly called out tweet buttons and um, share buttons and um, like comment fields like discuss and Facebook comments and stuff like that. So they explicitly called those out in the keynote. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I actually, I, I've been using Safari 12, but I, I actually haven't even played with any of those security things. Um, I don't have any sort of tweet buttons or anything like that on my site. So, um, and share buttons. I'm just opening it up on my laptop now just to see if there's any different um, settings that have really changed. And really, the the security fields in in there are just the same it's just worn fraudulent websites so it doesn't even look like maybe you can even can't even turn that off oh and oh it's privacy um you know even there the website that stuff just looks the same maybe they have in the websites they have some more oh content blockers autoplay page zoom that was that's all the same so it looks like i don't see any new settings for this stuff maybe they're just flat out just blocking it and that's it you know um so yeah interesting It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Now, also in Safari, they have a bunch of new password stuff. So, like, you know, um, they kind of like it looks like they they kind of took in a lot of features like one password has, like stronger passwords. They'll alert you if you're using the same password across multiple websites, stuff like that. Um, 
And but what what's cool is it looks like they also um, are opening up those APIs for third party developers like One Password for people that are using One Password, so that you can get the seamless integration if you're using a third party, um, you know, password tool like One Password, which you should be using. I love One Password. I think it's awesome. They recently released One Password Seven, which I'm all over. I love the UI. I love. The new browser extension for one password it is just amazeballs um so great work to the guys at I, agile um who uh release one uh, password seven last month i think it was last month yeah i'm really looking forward to that anything that kind of like streamlines the development workflow especially especially on the mobile device mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to that password kill because i must launch one password two dozen times a day yeah you know, yep. for various things so oh and i have to say so another cool thing with safari is if you're in safari and you know a lot a ton of bank websites and other do like that two two factor authentication thing where they'll send you a text message well now when that happens and i, I did it twice today i logged into my bank and it did the two-factor authentication the text came through and safari saw that and auto filled it i didn't even need to open up messages auto filled that two factor authentication key into the browser field for me automatically. That's crazy. That was super cool. Yeah. I wonder how they know that it's, you know, for the, this website, this phone number comes from this website kind of deal. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it came through and it auto, well, it didn't automatically fill. It, it gave me like a little pop-up kind of like uh, like an autofill um, under the field. And then I had to click it to fill it into that field. So, um, oh, I see. So yeah, it just detected, it it, detect and it, you have to you have to actually put it where it goes. Uh, y- yes. Uh, but it it fit, it had a little pop up under the exact field that it needed. So, right. Yeah. Right. I I was I was surprised. It worked really well. It was very cool because while that I understand for security reasons, but uh, you know, websites and banks and whatnot have that it's annoying as hell from the end user perspective. So, um, you know, Apple doing stuff like that makes it really easy for, uh, people to make things more secure as well with the two factor authentication. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, another thing I find there's a lot of feature parity, uh, much more so now. So like, you know, I saw a lot of things like Apple released stuff for Mac or well, first they, you know, they announced it for iOS and then it was like, Oh yeah, we also have that for Mac too. So it seems like they're, they're getting closer to feature parity between the, the two OSs, which was awesome. And then they even announced that they're taking it further with integrating all of the new, um, you know, they re-released a bunch of iOS apps like News and HomeKit. And um, I can't remember the, the, the third or fourth one, uh, but basically they, those now have Mac apps as well. And what that is, is it's basically the iOS app running on your mac and they explicitly said the mac is not going to become ios um it's just some apps you can now port over to the mac and they're doing it only apple could do that now this year and then in 2019 they're going to release the uh the frameworks for developers so that was kind of the thing that they they gave us a sneak peek into the future of um and i think that's great uh you know i think a lot of apps not every app um can can basically you know port one-to-one over to the Mac, but I think something like news, um, it works really well. Um, I do like it. I, I wish it was, uh, you could like add your own RSS feeds to it. It would kind of be cool. Um, yes, that would Sherlock, um, you know, a lot of RSS readers, but, um, I personally would like it. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to, Oh, the other, the other one other thing I wanted to mention was this new file format that they're pushing. 
I don't do much with AR, but it seems like Apple is really trying to push push AR mm-hmm. to you know a new level. Yep, you know, trying to they must think that that industry must be the next you know big. Uh, big social, big money driver, big user base driver or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a lot is- of skeptics about it because, I mean, there's a lot of the AR apps are kind of gimmicky and people download tons of them, but then they never really use them, right? So right. Um, right. now into the OS, Apple you know, has a new measurements app, which um, I've heard mixed reviews of so far in terms of its accuracy, <laughs> right? It <laughs> is in beta, right? But um, definitely mixed reviews in terms of its accuracy of measuring um, various things. But it looks it looks pretty cool. And they're working with Adobe to do like some WYSIWYG AR stuff, which I don't fully grok or understand, um, to be honest yeah, with you. I was trying to get at this, this new USDS, USD file format. Yeah. I mean, I don't do anything with AR, but I know a lot of Rapweaver users do various, you know, architectural or other industries so. yeah or real estate websites you know there, there are a lot you know i i know quite a few rep users that do like 3d architect you know design yep. stuff and yep. um this could potentially be something interesting for them to have some sort of interactive ar thing on their website yeah it could be cool yeah because yeah. it, it embeds right there it embeds on everything from you know as they say everything from safari to mail to the entire mm-hmm. system is gonna support it so it's interesting it's kind of like a uh it kind of makes me think of like almost like an SVG for AR kind of thing. It's all, you know, it seems like it's probably mm-hmm. all vector based. So yep. it's all works wherever. So. Yeah. And apparently like they, they've shrunken the file size down for, for like, like, and it's by an insane amount. Like what, what was a, a file of like, you know, a gigabyte before is now like, you know, 80 megabytes or something. Right. So um, apparently that, that this new file format that they've created is just like amazing. So, hmm. yeah. Cool. You want to jump to iOS? Yeah, yeah. What What was your favorite thing in iOS? Mm, my favorite thing in iOS probably the group notifications. <laughs> yes, that was that's very cool. Yep. Yeah, and I think uh, the FaceTime, the group calling for FaceTime would be kind of nice because personal reasons we can, you know, I can. I, we can call, mm-hmm. you know, my my mother in law and my sister in law in different parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. And, I should note that's uh, also on the Mac though as well. So it yeah. is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be very cool. Uh, the 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 big kind of techie feature on there was Siri shortcuts. That was kind of the big yeah, techie yeah, thing yeah, on there. The, um, um, basically the uh, what's that app workflow? workflow. Yeah. Yeah. So workflow yeah. still exists. Um, I'm unsure of the future of that because of these Siri shortcuts, but the Siri shortcuts are definitely kind of tied to Siri. Um, I actually had lunch and was chatting with Ken Case of Omni Group, and mm-hmm. uh, that was his most exciting feature. And I'm I'm excited to kind of see how they take it with OmniFocus, which is the task manager app that I use. And uh, they're going to be integrating a bunch of stuff and playing around with sh- Siri shortcuts so that you could, uh, you know, automate a lot of that, uh, you know, task management and stuff like that. So I was kind of interested in that and his perspective. Yeah. Totally forgot about that, but yeah, good point. Yep, because that you know Safari feels like it could definitely do a lot more. Yeah, um, I loved the uh, the new thing with like the parental controls and like analyzing of your time, like how much mm-hmm. you use the the iOS. Um, I I have three kids and um, they are straight up addicted. 
And um, I can't, I have to say a lot of times I find myself picking up my phone too much as well. Right. So, um, you know, this will be good. Um, especially since as a father, I can control like how much time my son spends on Instagram or YouTube. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so that'll be really cool and be like, you know, you get an hour a day or I don't know how much, but you know, and as a parent, I can see his usage report. It automatically, you know, I can automatically see that from my device. So that'll be interesting to see that. Um, but my favorite number one improvement in iOS 12 is hands down performance. So I have an iPhone six and it just, I I never, I never got a new phone because I never wanted to pay a thousand dollars for a phone that when my iPhone six was fine, right? I'm, it did everything that I needed it to do and time just went by and all of a sudden they're on iPhone 10 now, but iOS 11 was dog slow on my iPhone six. Like it, I wanted to get a new phone purely because it was so like to open up the camera app which you would expect like fine if a, if a third party app was slow but you'd expect like an apple app like something simple like opening the camera would still be fast because it's just opening the camera like it's the same thing that shouldn't really have changed since ios i don't know whatever shipped on this phone probably ios 8 i don't remember you would expect stuff like that to be fast and an ios 11 it was taking like 10 plus seconds just to open up the camera app for me to take a picture right and by the time it opens, it was like, oh, the, the, the time's passed, right? But in iOS 12, it is just instant. I open up the camera and boom, I can take a pic. And um, that is amazeballs. I love that. Um, it is completely revitalized my iPhone 6. Um, I was planning on getting a new phone this year. And um, but I mean, since my iPhone 6 is so fast now with iOS 12, I'm like, Maybe I can live another year without spending a thousand dollars on a phone. Um, you know, I'm I'm really happy with it. Um, there are some things obviously my phone can't do, like it doesn't do AR kit and it doesn't do live live photos and a few other things that I would like to have from a geeky standpoint, but um I don't know. I'm really happy with this phone. It does it all the basics that I really need uh for a phone. Um I have a I have an iPad Pro, um, so that does AR kit and does live photos and stuff like that, even though I don't really I'm not one of the people that carries around the photo with their iPad as a camera. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that either, but I I do have to say I love my, I love uh, live photos. It's it's great, especially having a little, a oh, little yeah. one. Okay, yeah, cool. A lot of fun, you know. You know how little kids are. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's like it's perfect for them because you capture the moment a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm glad you got a, you know, I'm hoping to keep my phone. I have an iPhone X. I'm hoping to keep my phone for at least four years. So if that makes it so I can keep it, you know, five years, then I'm even happier. Sweet. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think the big one is watch OS, right? That's what, that's what I'm most nervous about. Yeah. So watch OS, watch OS five. Um, I think it's just, again, more refinements, nothing huge. Um, it just makes things better and nicer. The one big thing is watch Gen Watch 1s. That didn't sound right. The Generation 1 of the watches aren't supported on Watch OS 5. So that includes my watch. Does that include yours? Yep. That includes mine. Yeah. That's so sad. Yep. Kind of, kind of thinking about getting a new one anyway, because our watches aren't waterproof at all. Yeah, you know, and you can get them wet, but they're mm-hmm. like, eh, you yeah, know, they're kind of dodgy about it. Um, I just don't. I really didn't want to get a new watch because 
I feel like it, it, you know, I, I want to have it for another five years, but I feel also feel like I don't want to think about, oh, I got to take off my watch <laughs> yeah. before washing my hands or giving the, giving the baby a bath or going, you mm-hmm. know, going for a swim. Uh, I could also see it, you know, nice not to have to have your phone, yeah. right? For some things such as, yeah. you know, one of the new features in watchOS 5 is you can now uh, download and listen to podcasts, right? Um, like this one? Like, like ours, yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That was that was a great lead in, by the way, wasn't Thank it? You. That was yeah. that was pretty yeah. classic. I, I think I think that was a g- nice team effort there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> now, now now you can listen to Joe on the go wherever you are. Oh 24 boy. hours a day. Now, one thing I I I don't remember if it supports third party. Like I don't use Apple's podcast app. I use Castro, um, which they re- just released version three. Um, I don't know if it will support. Like you can download theirs. I don't know. Um, I'm hopefully, I think that'd be nice. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. An- another interesting thing for watch OS. And I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of dreading this from a business standpoint is you can now view web pages on your watch. Now, let me just tell everybody, please on day one, don't be saying, Oh, I have this, you know, web page that has, you know, five sliders on it and it runs and loads really slow on my watch, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, your, if your webpage has, you know, I don't, let's just have some common sense about this people, right? Like you're on a watch. Okay. Um, especially this is like version 1.0. I don't know how things are going to look, how usable that really is going to be. Um, I can't load watch OS five on my watch currently. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't email me for quite a long time about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we laugh because we know it's good. True. I, I know. I know what's going to happen. We yeah. love you. We love you, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's focus, I, I, you know. I can't upload a photo to total CMS for my watch yet. What's going on? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going yeah, to happen. Guessing, yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be like, like probably like the one of the older iPhones where you kind of get the page and you kind of just scroll around and move around. It's going to be jaggedy. It's going to be mm-hmm. not great. But my guess is for like when you're out trying to get like a restaurant's phone number or something like that, and yeah, you bring up their website and then you could get the note phone number and you could tap that and it calls it right from your watch. I think that's like. Yeah, you know, the that, use case that I could see. I was trying to think of it as well. Like, I'm thinking, like, you know, I, I have a stack called Agent that, you know, will tech to detect the device that, and then you can serve up custom content based on that device. And basically, you know, it's like maybe you do a, if someone's visiting this from a watch, like just serve up, here's our name, here's our phone number, here's our address, and that's it or something like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, don't serve up anything else, you know? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I've thought about it for maybe all of like 10, 15 minutes tops. Um, but yeah, definitely not a full blown And even, I'd say even Apple, while they announced that they kind of, you know, I don't remember if that was in the developer in the platform or if it was in the main keynote, uh, but they definitely did, you know, have reservations of, uh, you know, this isn't going to be fully functional web browser on your watch. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe they just generate just disable all the all the uh javascript on the page and yeah just do html css kind of thing and mm-hmm. 
or maybe it's kind of like reader view and on in Safari and it just like strips out all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's we're we're in the we're in the land of the unknown now, people. I don't know. I don't have again. I I can't load WatchOS five yet. So, yep. That's my that's probably my biggest fear. Is the same same reservations you do. Yep. It's, it's uh yeah yeah. Last one is TVOS. I didn't really see anything in TVOS that was like groundbreaking. Um, I obviously some minor tweaks in here and there. Um, performance and four K content and and whatnot, but nothing nothing groundbreaking, especially for Rapid Weaver users. Yeah, me either. Um, probably the main thing that just I keep an eye on is is HomeKit, you know that kind of stuff, because I'm always trying to figure out. It's been around for HomeKit has been around for a while and haven't really gelled for me completely yet. So yeah. Oh yeah, the HomeKit's coming to Apple TV. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's coming to Mac OS. It's coming to Mac OS. Oh, it's coming to Mac OS and Apple. Oh, I'm. Oh, it's already on Apple TV actually. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a HomeKit app on my Apple TV already. Um, I don't use it at all. <laughs> yep. Right. I, I use it to monitor the air quality in in my daughter's room. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. So, but you know, I'm trying to look for the next big thing there because I some somewhere somehow there's going to be something there that I think is going to be a breakout for that, but nothing yet. Nothing yet. Cool. Well, I think wrap wrapping up. I think we should say that um, I have I I am running ten point fourteen Mojave. Rapweaver seven runs perfectly on it. Um, does Rapweaver six? I don't know. Actually, to be honest, here let's not to put Dan on the spot here. I wouldn't expect Rapweaver six to run, but um, oh maybe I, oh here's Rapweaver six. Let's see. Drum roll. Drum roll. Isaiah's gonna have some work to do getting support for dark mode. Huh? <laughs> Is it gonna work? Oh no. Okay. So you're gonna have to go Rap Reaver 7, which I think is just fine, right? Because Rap Reaver 8's coming out anyway, and obviously both Rap Reaver 7 and Rap Reaver 8 already work perfectly inside Mojave. And um you should be upgrading. Um, especially Rap Reaver 8's coming out. It's really cool. I love it. It will support dark mode. Um yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember everybody. Mojave is going to be a beta when it, when you get it first. If you're one of those beta testers, it's a beta. So keep that in perspective that not everybody's running it. So you know, be, be kind. Yes. Be, uh, you know. I I didn't have any major issues. It was pretty clean update. Um, I do have a few apps that don't that don't work. Um, that just crash on load. So um, yeah, it's a beta, everybody. So uh, yes. please, please be nice to developers. If you are loading the beta and their app doesn't work, don't go roasting them on Twitter and whatnot and forums. Just be nice. They're developers. Shoot them an email. They probably already know about their app on Mojave if they are a decent developer. So uh, just be nice. They are people yes. too. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, Joe. Cool. Let's wrap Good this to up. Talk to you. Greg, where can everyone find you? Chili Dog Soft, Chili Dog Hosting, Chili Dog Software.com, and at Barshard on Twitter. Sweet. I am at Joe Workman everywhere Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, right? Head over to our community over on Weaver Space, um, www.weavers.space, and log in or sign up if you haven't. 
We have a community site for Weaver Radio over there as well. You can go ahead and post your questions or you can email them to us at feedback at weaverradio.com. Please go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes if you are enjoying the show. And if you'd like to listen to any past episodes, you can do so in all of your favorite podcast app or head over to weaverradio.com slash archive and you can watch or actually listen to any of the past videos. And thank you very much if you have been one of the 5,000 people that have downloaded our podcast. Well, one of the 5,000 downloads. So um, if you're one of those, thank you very much for making that. Uh, this is success. I am loving it. I hope you are too, Greg. I am having a great time, Joe. Thanks for all those 5,000 downloads. Yes, sweet. Okay, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, I didn't have the music ready. Damn it. Fire me. Fire me.